is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Everyone and welcome to Cosmos and the City. My name is Megan McKeever, and I'll be your host slash tour guide throughout the whole series of this crazy show called Sex in the City. Now, as you may or may not know, I'm going to have a new guest to join me every week, and this week we have not but one, but two guests. We have Jimmy Ambrose and Marissa Gallant, and we're watching episode seven entitled. The Monogamists. Now, if you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. If you have any thoughts, opinions, ideas, etc., you can email us at cosmosandthecity at gmail.com. We would definitely love to hear from you all. Now, this show is brought to you by Boardwalk Audio, and they've got a lot of awesome podcasts, so head over to BoardwalkAudio.com to check them out. Now, if you like the show and want to support it, the best way to do so is by shopping. How you ask? Well, you just go to BoardwalkAudio.com slash Cosmos, click the Support Our Artists button, and shop on Amazon like you normally would. So, you know, you could buy groceries. Can you buy groceries? I don't know. But just buy stuff. All right. Enjoy the episode. Cheers, guys. Yeah, oh cheers. I've already been drinking this a little too fast. So. Oh, my God. Oh, and she ruined it. <laughs> well, welcome to our seventh episode of Cosmos in the City. Oh Seven is my lucky number. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're talking about the seventh episode of Sex in the City titled The Monogamists. Mm. And today I have not one, but two special guests. Uh, Jimmy Ambrose and Marissa mm. Gallant. Hello. Hi. Thank you. So, tell me about yourselves, guys. How do you guys know each other? We go back a while. Uh, we both are from Dallas, Texas. Yeah. We were in the same short film over <laughs> ten years ago. No, it's over fifteen years ago. I was like fourteen when we did I when was I like did 12. it. Twelve. Yeah. We never we met were each not, other. We didn't meet each other. We just happened to be in the same short film. We weren't in any scenes together. Nice. And then but, I, yeah. Yeah, good. I moved out here five years ago and uh, was living on a friend's couch, and all of a, and she walked in, and I was like, she looks familiar. <laughs> she looks 14. We were, she, why? <laughs> I did not think that. <laughs> but, but yes. Why am I so attracted to this 14 year old? No, none of this is what went through my mind. Um, no, and so, yeah, and then she was like, we, I have a... His I, friend was my friend's roommate. I went over to hang out. Everyone kind of knew each other from Dallas, and uh, we kind of became friends, and then... She was like, uh, I have an attic you can live in instead of your friend's sofa. Yeah, and that was five years ago. Jimmy's been living in the attic. Is this the same house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the brew nice. house. Yeah. The brew house. The brew well, house. subsequent, and then months later, uh, we started doing brew haha. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how I know these guys is mm-hmm. through Brouhaha, which is a monthly comedy drinking show. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that for a second? Uh, sure, yeah. Kind of like the brief rundown is uh, 
the four of us run it, and it's a comedy show drinking game where there's rules for the comics and the audience. And we come up every month. We come up with rules that go along with stand-up comedy. And if a comic says one of those rules, the audience drinks. So, for example, if a comic talks about a relationship, past or present, uh, we have a sign that says "drink" and that lights up. And then the <laughs> audience all drinks in unison, and it's really weird and freaky, and it's good fun. It's Super a fun. it's a great backyard show. It's like the it's it's essentially the end of the night when like someone just kind of. You know, started ranting, and you're just like, "Yeah, what do you say?" Like that's what brew is. Like it's it's every comedian is just like voicing everyone's concerns, and everyone's drunk enough to just agree. Yeah. And you're the bartender, Jimmy. right? I am the Jimmy, the bartender. Yes, I built the bar. Uh, they Brad Silnutzer, the other co, who was on our episode five. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, of the podcast. He's the host, and uh, another one of the brew crew. They heard him and Marissa were like, "Oh." You just built that bar. Do you want to do this character? I said, yeah. So I made this Cosmo for you. Ooh. How did I do? It's so Jimmy good. Jimmy the bartender. I am the most, I, I am. <laughs> Hold on, I have a question. <laughs> Jimmy, what goes into a Cosmo? Exactly. Uh, one thing that is uncertain is I am not a bartender. <laughs> I just am Jimmy the bartender. First off, this is delicious. Great. I added a little bit of Red Bull if that's okay. That's um, okay. Let's hope I don't die. No, that's fine. And I have more Red Bull it if like you Kool-Aid need it. Now. That's great. Yeah, it's um, really tasty. No, it's great. I, the only time I ever tried to do anything crazy bartender e was two summers ago. I was like, I'm going to make a watermelon keg. You make watermelon oh. vodka in a watermelon keg. And I spent hours hollowing out the keg, getting it ready, doing this thing, just getting sticky and just gross, buying a spigot from God knows where because I couldn't find it. And then that was the one month of brew that got rained out. No! You also got watermelon juice all over the porch. Everything Uh, was sticky. And then I I think I tried it again the next month and it was just everything went wrong. And I was like, you know what? Whiskey it is. (laughs) Whiskey and ginger Just drink beer. Yeah. Yeah, drink the beer. That's always a winner. Exactly. All right, well, we're going to talk about sex in the city. Oh, boy. Um, so this episode is The Monogamous. Now, I know you guys watched it. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, what happened? <laughs> let's talk about, so like, much. what the, uh, the like, each girl's storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, let's <clears throat> talk about, um, so the first scene opens up with the four of them at dinner, and they're kind of like, Carrie, you've been, because she's been dating Mr. Big for yes. about a week or so, and kind of been out of the loop. I think even like it even starts with like just her and Big, right? She's like gushing over this new relationship right. with Big. It actually starts with a close up of the Twin Towers, by the way. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, <laughs> it is also true. I literally, I literally just said that to the producer, Terrence. I was like, oh my goodness, this episode starts with a shot yeah. of the Twin Towers. I'm not going to bring that up, but you brought it up. No, trust me. <laughs> so that's if fine. the Twin Towers appear. I think, it's, I think it's an interesting metaphor for monogamy. Well, uh, ironically enough, the Twin Towers are the first shot. The second shot of the episode is a shot of a busy New York City street, and in the background is a movie theater showing Titanic. So it's like <laughs> setting up a one-two punch. It is sort of a time capsule of its time. It's it's pretty wonderful. But anyway. Wow, you guys really analyzed this. We took notes. They both had their cell phones out, by the way. I, well, I watched this back in high school, and I really, really liked it uh, for a while. And so this, I was, uh, this was, and I think uh, this is one of my favorite episodes. So I was like, I'm going to do this right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I want to be good guests too. Oh my gosh. Prepared. 
100%o. There was a great heart wipe. But I wrote that down too. Heart swipe at the beginning. <laughs> it was like a Lucas-esque but with a heart of how good she felt. Um, no, I like this episode. Yeah. I get it. The heart swipes like sometimes get missed because in uh, one episode, I think it was, maybe it was Brad's episode, there was like a hard swipe of a shoe. Wow. <laughs> that I like had never noticed. Obviously, it was like the 20th time I've watched that episode. And I was like, was that a shoe? You know, so, yeah. that one's special because like the heart wipe is like that just comes with the program. Mm-hmm. Like the heart is just standard, but the shoe you have to make custom. So that oh. makes it a special wipe. Oh my gosh. But yeah. And then it gets they get right into the blowjob discussion about what is it like to which I don't yeah. know anything okay, about. Okay, so we, let's go back. So, oh, sorry, go back. so <laughs> it's the episode starts with Carrie kind of talking about how she's like been in this other world with her new beau, yes. Mr. Big, and then feels guilty for having not seen her girls in a while Mm -hmm. and then we see the girls and then we get this like great sort of run through of like what everyone's story is going to be which I think is great storytelling I liked it which is kind of crazy because like Charlotte looks at Carrie and well first they're really talking to camera which is weird Mm -hmm. Um, but Charlotte's like you've really missed a lot and it's like Miranda's big thing is something Mm -hmm. with mergers and law stuff blah 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 that's what she wants that's Miranda she's driven classic Miranda classic and Samantha is obsessed with finding a new apartment Mm -hmm. yes and then it's like Charlotte's new boyfriend so that's obviously what's the most important thing there and that's what we talk about Mm -hmm. yeah Oh my gosh. And yeah. he wants blowjobs. Yeah, she's he not into it. Jobs. She's not into blowjobs. I get it. No. I'm not into blowjobs either. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, well, I, th- I thought it was interesting how, like, they were like, okay, we're going to cover these bases on what monogamy really means through, like, really, like, what it really means physically and through an apartment. Like yes. a nice little metaphor setting up. Yeah. Because then they also did it the same thing because it's two P. It's both Big and Carrie to an extent and then Charlotte and Michael. Is that his name? Michael Conway. Mm-hmm. Oh, good memory. I like didn't even register he had a name. I just assumed <laughs> he didn't have a name. Like, creepy guy with Charlotte this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Golden Retriever guy. He's like one of those actors that you're like, oh, he's going to do, he's going to say something weird. Like, there's going to be something up. Even if it's not the blowjob thing, he's going to blow it somehow. His nose is too pointy. (laughs) Yeah. Something. (laughs) And then, um, Samantha, it's like you can't even have a storyline with her about monogamy with another person because that's mm-hmm. just not who she is. So mm-hmm. You have to create a metaphor for her to like actually have a monogamous conversation. Because mm-hmm. she's, she's not interested. Promiscuous. Oh. Yes, that's her thing, oh. right? So, so the the deal with Samantha is that she's looking for an apartment, and her realtor, the lady realtor, is like, "You just have to promise that, like, you won't <laughs> use anybody else." And then in the next scene. She does. A cute realtor guy. Soup's cute. Who she ends up, like, also doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's Samantha. She's got to hook up with someone in the episode. That's true. That's true. Just to keep, I mean, and, and just generally has to keep her options open. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's Samantha. So at the end of dinner, when they're leaving the restaurant, mm. they run into Big. And yeah. Big is on a date with another girl. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. I what said a bullshit I had a answer. dinner thing. Yeah, sort of. That's like such a bullshit thing. That's just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Because he said, well, she, Carrie thinks that he said he had a work thing. Mm-hmm. Right. He responds with, I said I had a dinner thing. Who knows <laughs> what was really said. I think a lot of Mr. Big's 
situations are very sort of like manipulative. Mm-hmm. What's that word? We talk about it a lot with the political climate where it's like you make someone think something that isn't happening. Gaslighting. It's like, a, like, gaslighting. I, like I feel like he, he has a lot of gaslighting around him a little totally. bit. Totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, we he's like, he's, I think he's just like the, the idea of like, I'm a successful businessman. Everything I must think should be progress. Like, it's like one of those things where he knows what he's doing is wrong. It just, but he's just like, that's why sort of, it's like sort of like that's such a, cause he's just like, well, you know, <laughs> like you yeah. know what this is like big at the, I feel like at any given point his lines are just, just like, you know what this is. <laughs> yeah. And, and then the very next scene is her saying, well, yeah, I guess. I guess you're right, Mr. Big, because like to herself, it's like we never said this was exclusive. Yeah. Right. And she starts justifying it for him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, seriously? Smoking in her apartment. Mm. <laughs> yeah. There's, the I mean, there's so many. I mean, not to talk about the entire show, but like there's no, so many situations with him and Carrie where it's like he was definitely being a dick. But by yeah. the end of it, she's like, he's made her feel so crazy that she starts acting crazy. And then it's like, well, I think maybe I'm on Mr. Big's side now because well, like that's, she's I mean, being so crazy. But it's like he's pushed her to that. That's I don't want to jump ahead, but that is <laughs> that that's huge. Like that's honestly like what I think the theme of the episode is at the end. I don't want to get there until we get there. But I like, thought it was monogamy. I think. Well, I think the they point. The I think it's the ultimate. Like I, I don't want to. We'll save it. We'll save. Okay. It. I'll but spoil. Like I, I don't know. I landed on a big, big moment. Yeah. Ep- Can we go back just moment. before we move on? Yeah. I just want to say that my favorite line at the dinner was when they were talking about uh, Charlotte not wanting to give blowjobs, and Samantha was trying to explain how you actually have a lot of power when you give a blowjob. And she says the line, maybe you're on your knees, but you have him by the balls. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was great. Also, at what point <laughs> that was fantastic. It, it cut to Miranda, and she, goes, she said, some guys just don't give you a choice. And I was like, oh, oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> So sad. Who hurt you, Miranda? Writing, Miranda, and then I wrote one you? too many blowjob jokes because I think they went around the horn at least nine <laughs> times each, just giving punny blowjob jokes. Yeah. Also, Miranda was wearing a suit and tie in that scene, and that was great. She wears a pair of suit whenever she can. Gotta yeah. love it. Yeah. The she first the power suit. The first season, uh, Miranda is very menswear heavy and mm-hmm. her fashion, um, which luckily. That kind of fades away, because <laughs> because yeah. I don't yeah. really like that they do that to her. Because like I get it, it's like she's the lawyer and powerful like woman right. of the group, but it's like she can wear dresses and yeah. It's 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 them saying like she has to be a man to be that successful. That's what they're equating it to, exactly. and that's not true. Yes, that's the problem with some of the show. Yeah, sure. I love this show, but I hate it at the same time. Sure. Yeah. Oh, and then it cuts to Todd Berry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Todd Berry in an interstitial about prostitutes. That's all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> Do you want to explain why he's in it? Or? I don't remember. <laughs> I, just, I just wrote Todd Berry dash prostitutes line. He says, I think like, they, they do, like, you know how they, uh, they, they pose do these the cut questions. you to, like, people, they, like, it's like Carrie is talking to people on the street. Yeah, with Harry the met Sally style. Yeah. Like, yeah. The yeah, unfortunately, that is a thing they do throughout the first season mm-hmm. where they just it have these, like, it. Random interview with strangers and um, yes, Todd is, Barry. That is he an actor? He, you know? No, no, he's, he's, he's a, comedian. a comedian. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's was he's like he's like I've been a successful marriage. You got to be successful in monogamy because I just whenever I want sex, it's with prostitutes. That's all. It's something about. about prostitutes. Yeah, it's great. It's just great <laughs> to see him. Just a funny guy. Yeah. Would he be on the show? Which show? Uh, on the show? Yeah, well, he's a New York comic. He might. Yeah. <laughs> 
We could always do um, dial-ins. Okay. I mean, we don't know him personally. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. But, you know, he's he's pretty active on Twitter. I bet you could get in touch with him that way. Okay. Sure. Well, Jimmy was acting like he knew him really <laughs> so well. It was just <laughs> we, we were just excited. No, no. It's just, it just the pure excitement of seeing just Todd Berry, who's just a very funny New York comedian. Yeah. He's just great. Okay, well, we'll have to give him a shout out when, when this episode airs. Oh my gosh, we it's a good can. idea. <laughs> nice job, Todd Berry. Good, you know, Todd, 1998, you was probably super <laughs> proud of yourself. Okay, so so Carrie sees Mr. Big on this date with this woman, right? And she mm-hmm. kind of spins out a little bit until like make herself feel better. She like goes and meets Stanford for drinks at like one in the afternoon. Yeah, because that's what they do. Yeah, because she nobody can just really work. has a job. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> She's just a blogger, right? Uh, she's a columnist. Yeah. It's like a pre, pre-blogger. I think back in pre-blogger. the late 90s, it, she probably could have made an actual living off of it. Oh, now, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we meet Justin Thoreau, mm-hmm. um, who is Jared, the Jared. under 30, very popular writer at the time. Ooh, so I, can't, I couldn't figure out how old are the girls supposed to be in this around this season. Does anyone know? It's um, like, well... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. You probably know exactly. <laughs> I just remember the Hampton episode, Hampton's episode or whichever coming up, they pretend they're in their, Charlotte pretends she's 26. So I guess they're like in their 30s at least. Yeah, like early 30s. 30s. They're in their early 30s. Because mm-hmm. they make a point multiple times throughout the episode to be like, we're in a party or at a thing with people in their 20s. Mm-hmm. I think they're yeah. around like 32, 33 yeah. at this point. Okay, because they all look like they could be 45 to me. Wow. Well. I think that was just like the, um, they didn't have a lot of airbrushing back in the 90s, (laughs) you know, when they were filming stuff. Everything's a little harsher. Honestly, I bet you it's it's us watching these 20-year-old television shows on super (laughs) high-def TV. Yeah, exactly. Because back then, we were were still on tube TV. Oops, sorry. I kissed the mic. Tube TVs. (laughs) This Cosmo. (laughs) Um, So, like, I think, like, looking back, because like you were saying earlier in that one scene where it's like, POV shots of all the girls. Like, I bet in a tube TV that looked, like, great. But yeah. now it's just like, oh, <laughs> just people looking at me. Yeah. I think also part of it is, like, well, like, I don't, I mean, look, I'm 30, and I don't think I look better than they do. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the time, like, that show came out, I was a teenager, so they were just 20 Old. years older yeah, than me yeah. at the time. So they will always just be, I don't know. Like, they I look good. Yeah, look maybe good. they just look Charlotte? too maybe they look oh. too good for 30. That's the real yeah. thing for me is, like, they look really put together. Like, they have fancy outfits. They, like, they do their hair and their makeup. Right. Which is part of being on a TV show, but, like. Which is one of the reasons I really like this show in general is just because it was a show where, as a watching it when I was younger, I was like, wow, these people, these women are in New York and they're, mm-hmm. they live by themselves and they're working hard and they're doing it. And I was sure. like, I want to do that. Yeah. Now we're doing it, Marissa. <laughs> we're doing it. Women, woman power. We're in Los Angeles, in a big city. Well, well you're living with a bunch of dudes. Yeah, I live in a flop <laughs> oh house with yeah, four, I call three it a dudes. House, yeah. It's so I'm kind of doing it. No, you're doing <laughs> we're it. We're all doing, doing it. it. You're in charge of that house. Though. No, yeah, I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. She's the That's mother. Right. Mother hen. Absolutely. Yeah. So Justin Thoreau. Yeah. Which this is. Great, because this is the first episode. So Sex and the City, they like to reuse actors mm-hmm. over and over again. And we actually see Justin Thoreau, the actor, again in another episode in a couple of seasons playing a different character. Is that true? Yes. Mm-hmm. I did not remember that. That's yeah. crazy. He plays another writer, Vaughn, 
who Carrie ends up dating. So we actually get to see Justin Theroux again as a completely different person. You I feel like that. that casting agent should have been fired. Well, there's only <laughs> so many realized, New York agents. <laughs> I guess. Oh, or New York actors. It gets rather. even better because there's another actor in this same episode oh, no. that we also see again. So Max, the guy uh-huh. that they see at the party uh-huh. that Big takes Carrie to in this episode, um, he is also the photographer, um, Paul Denai that uh, takes pictures of Carrie during her runway episode oh, where she walks the runway. That's that so guy bizarre. is also, fun fact for any video game nerds, is the voice <laughs> and character actor for the char- video game character Max Payne. Oh, I'm gonna, oh that was funny. I'm going to go ahead and guarantee no one listening to this podcast Max is going to care Payne. about this information. <laughs> All three of them, <laughs> he's the voice. I just think it's funny that his name was Max. Wait, is, also, that, yeah. is that PlayStation? Uh, it was a PlayStation yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. remember Max Payne. It was like a slow, po- slow motion noir, but it, I think it's funny that his name was Max and he played this very, very famous video game character. Yeah, yeah. granted, in the Sex and the City world, but also in he, the Sex wait, and the City. He was C- playing Max Payne in that episode? <laughs> it is. Well, and then he's Could in be. the Max Payne Mark Wahlberg movie, and it's actually a prequel, and it goes very deep in the rabbit well, hole if you're stoned. The enough. universe of Sex and the City is far reaching. <laughs> So, Jimmy, you have a girlfriend. Yes, weirdly, (laughs) weirdly enough. No, yes, I do. It's weird. Um, Let's randomly talk about that. Um, So you are now a a monogamous. That is correct. So let's talk about, like, how was it going from dating life Mm -hmm. to becoming a monogamous? Uh, You know, well, when I moved out here, uh, it was difficult. Dating in Los Angeles was much different than mm. dating in Texas. So it was d- in that it was just difficult. So I dated, it took a while, but after I, I started dating a couple girls and it was just nice to have just the companionship almost, just not have to worry about it. It's been nice. It's nice because LA is just a lot of driving and especially like if you're yeah. single, just like you have to like drive further or get further. It's a lot of work to be in a relationship. So it's nice when things click. So one thing that we haven't talked about yet is Miranda and Skipper. The uh-huh. Skipper shows up. I love Skipper. Skipper. That poor guy. Skipper is the worst, but he's my favorite character in all of Sex and the City. I will say that right now. <laughs> Skipper is so great. Do you see a little bit of yourself in Skipper? Unfortunately, I see all of myself in Skipper. <laughs> I think I told you this was my favorite moment in the show is yeah. this, this episode. That's why you're here. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, Skipper showing up is one of my favorite things because he's just like the hopeless romantic I assume I was when I first moved to this city. Like I said, when it just took a couple years to figure things out. Like, and this was before, this was, LA was after I watched it. Like, just watching that episode last night, just like seeing, like, oh boy, what a poor, 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 this poor man. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no one's fault but his own, but this poor, poor man. Ugh. Yeah, so um, Miranda and Carrie are having dinner. The best looking pasta I've ever seen. That pasta looks so good. And then Miranda didn't make it look really delicious. (laughs) We could probably find out what restaurant that was in New York. Oh, should we all go there? (laughs) Guys, in 10 years from today, let's meet at that restaurant and eat some spaghetti. I'm going to make the Facebook event. Okay, perfect. Um, So Miranda and Carrie are having dinner to talk about 
big mm-hmm. is really because Carrie uses her friends to talk. And um, Skipper shows up with his girlfriend, Allison. Yeah. Works at Vogue. Works at Vogue. Works at Vogue. She seems kind of cool. She's a normal, yeah. like, sane person for him to date. She's fine. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes. I think they, 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 they seem they, happy. The, the breakdown obviously said, like, a girl that's fine. Like she looks fine. Yeah. But then she walks away, and then the first thing Miranda says is, who was that self-important bitch? And those are the moments on the show where I'm like, why? Like, yeah. why did you feel the need to say it's that? It's horrible. Yeah. It's, it's just that woman-on-woman thing. It's just like, we don't need it. Yeah. Like, you didn't want to be with him. You broke his heart. Like, he found someone cool, and it's her fault that she's cool? I don't know. Yeah, and that's kind of what Carrie says, like... Because Miranda says, well, I didn't think that was his type. And Carrie's like, well, you're his type, but you broke up with him. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So. Also in that scene, they talk about how Big referred to Carrie as baby. And just like, what do you guys feel about being adult women called baby? Not into it. I I have issues. Like, I've never, I've never, like, even, even babe for different reasons, unless you're saying babe. (laughs) Babe, uh, <laughs> exactly. Unless you're saying it like that imaginary person, babe and baby, like because that's the whole thing. And she's like, oh, that's why he said it because he's on the phone. And I'm like, eh, if I was an adult, being like, hey, baby, I'd be like, oh, gross. Yeah, I a baby, a baby. <laughs> she's a baby. Anytime I ever saw a baby, I think baby gross. is now Italian. Yeah. No. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, baby. they're making a baby. No, but like, yeah, like, like, is it weird? Yeah, you don't want to be called that, right? No, I don't. I'm not into it. No, I had like a an ex boyfriend that was really weird, and whoever he was dating, instead of calling them by their actual name, he give like a pet name to, mm-hmm. and like his girlfriend before me was Babe. Then I became baby, and then his girlfriend after me was gorgeous, and like uh, this guy's real creative. <laughs> yeah, like our names—it was so weird because our names did not exist. I was baby, like that's all I was. It's it's just Girl, it's just very weird. Like I have yeah. a name. Well, like Nick, yeah, because like it's uh, nicknames are one thing, but like I feel like babe, baby. There's some where it's just like I feel like it's just weird. Just I don't know. Some of them are. Weird. I mean, every once in a while. You know, but like when that becomes like the only thing you're called, yeah, that's weird. But yeah, Big's like, I miss you, baby. Like, because <laughs> like, in that context alone, you're like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah but seriously. Like, Especially like, with his sort of thing, is that it just feels like uh, you don't remember which one of us you're talking to. Yeah, so you have to call us all baby. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's yes, exactly. And because he, yeah, he just had dinner with Julia. Yeah, sorta. It's like. It's it such a work it, thing. It comes off so intimate and personal, but it's like the most impersonal thing you can do. Totally. Ugh. Ugh. The big. best. Big. Well, big. Big's my favorite. He's a monster, but he's my favorite of the monsters, which also ties into my revelation at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. He um. <laughs> he has his I'm moments. Excited to right? hear that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think that like he definitely does some some messed up stuff, but like you know, I don't know. There's something about him that you also like, kind of. Let him slide for some He gets reason. it. Because uh, yeah. he's charming and attractive. Yeah. Well, That's he true. gets <laughs> it. Like, I guess the, the, cl- the, the crux of what my whole revelation or whatever was is, like, like in relationships, you look for, like, in terms of monogamy, if you're going to buddy up with someone, you, you, you know, you want to identify their flaws. That's a way of going about it. Like, identifying their flaws and be like, I can, I can deal with this. Like, the end of the episode, him showing up at 3 in the morning. It's like, he didn't have to do that. But he was no. like... 
this is crazy I can deal with because I live a crazy... Like, he was probably going to be up anyway, and he was like, fuck it, I'll just go down there just because I can see her because she means a lot to me, but I don't, I don't know what that means. So, like, I think this episode does a good job of being like, we're all crazy. You just got to find that person that, like, you can deal with. Like, it's their same yeah. speed. You got to find your same crazy. Yeah. Is is really what it is. Because, like, in terms of, like, like wanting a blowjob over sex isn't crazy, but to some people it is. Like, or to Charlotte, blowjob over, like, a loving relationship is crazy, but to Michael, it's like not having a blowjob is crazy. And that's just two crazies that just don't go together. And that's just what it is. Like, it seemed fine until then, but that's all it takes. That guy needs to find a woman who is like loves giving blowjobs. Just loves slobbing knob, bro. Like Samantha. (laughs) 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 Gross. It's, yeah, that's explicit. You said it was we were good to go. My mom might listen to it, but that's okay. Hi, Um, (laughs) mom. Sorry, sorry. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, because I think, like, in the party scene after we meet Max, when she says, like, are we dating or are we sleeping together? And Big says, well, I don't think we'll be doing much of either after tonight. It's like it's funny. him not being an asshole. It's him being an asshole, but it's not being a dick. You know, it's right. like him saying like, oh boy, like we're going to keep seeing each other after this. It's just tonight we're not, we're going to be in a fight. Whatever. Yeah. It's like weird, but it's his kind of weird. It's a, it's a good line. I love that. It was a funny, it was a funny line. <laughs> I don't think we'll be doing, but Chris Noth is great. So Skipper and Miranda, <sighs> well... We have to talk about that scene, right? Oh, my gosh. So, it's funny. We brought it up and then went on some tangent. <laughs> We're bringing no it back. We're bringing it yeah, back. Yeah, no, this is um, good. Sorry. Because this is a pretty big thing that has happened. So after Miranda sees Skipper with his new girlfriend, she decides to do the the call that's like, hey, I saw you today. You looked really good. Like, you know, you've been working out. And um, she leaves a message and while she's leaving the message, Skipper is having sex with Allison. He's getting down. Yeah. And he answers the phone and talks to her. He loves her. That <laughs> might, like, that's like the, the sadness of it all. But we see it. I, I see a lot of it in there where she's like, oh, oh, this is fine. She's fine. I mean, he's still having sex with Allison while answering the phone and talking to Miranda. Have you ever had sex? Have you ever answered a phone call while having sex? That's no. like a total fabricated, not real life. I don't think it's something that happens since the like we're all on cell phones now. I think because like with the cell phone, you put it on on vibrate, you put it on silent. Well, I think, it, I think it's just a matter much. of any way, shape, or form how it is. Like, have you ever? Because some people get off on that, like talking, like being on the phone while it's happening. Oh, oh not me. That's like <laughs> the public thing. It's like exhibitionism. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it just, it just funny. So I love how that was how they handled it by <laughs> him yeah. breaking up with her. Well, he, I guess he tried not to. He tried not to answer it, but she just kept talking. But on he the answering wanted machine. to. He wanted to. Yeah. I yeah, he shouldn't have answered it. No. Well, Skipper's the worst, but like, it's Miranda. Come but on. that's the thing. <laughs> that's the problem, though, is like Skipper's character like is so good mm-hmm. throughout the show. But this is really the first time I think that he's really an asshole. Sure. Like, you think Skipper's an asshole? Yeah. Oh, to, to the other girl. To the other, to the other girl. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he's an idiot. Agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's a total dick to her. I just yeah. think it's really out of character for him to do that. 
Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I think well, I think it's just in character for him to just want Miranda that badly. Like how, and like considering how hurt he, or just like how excited he was, I guess, because like how hurt right. he ends up becoming when she's just like, no, no, we're, uh, we're you can still do this. Like I think it was just the excitement of being like, oh, I found this other thing, and then maybe even in him knowing what was happening, that Miranda was jealous. He'd be like, yes, this was the win. This is what I was looking for. But no, he's an asshole. He's still an asshole. Yeah, he's yeah, the worst, he's, but he's this, my favorite. He becomes an asshole in this episode, just for yeah. that fact. Well, but then, then he's gone. Like, he's, he's, he shows up, like, once or two, like, two more times, I think. Like, I think I think this was, a, and I, I think it's, like, to your point of Miranda being, like, this showing, like, she's the successful one or the business person or whatever. Like, I think we needed to see her kind of cycle. And just also, it's all just filler till yeah. Steve shows up. So. I, think, I think it's a dick move on Miranda's part to call him. You know? 100. I think if everyone's being an asshole. she didn't want him back fully in a full monogamous relationship, she never should have called Once him. Once again, Absolutely. It's, it's crazy not mashing up with crazy. It's the crazy to want to break up with someone while you're inside with them, but it's also the crazy of having someone be like, you're happy? No, you should be happier with me. And yeah. those crazies just don't mix up. The only reason why she called him is that because she was attracted to the fact that he, someone else was attracted to him. Correct. Yeah. And that's such a fucked move. It, well, it, but arguably, it's just a different kind of crazy. It's just it's all sure. like it, it just because it because it could have been one of those things where that could have brought them together, but obviously since it didn't, and or at the very least, like Skipper could have realized, like okay, maybe she isn't bought into it now, but if I keep pushing on this, but it was him being like, I can't deal with this kind of crazy. Well, I'm I'm hoping to get the actor Ben Weber oh. on on the podcast. Wow, be fun. good get. Does he live in LA? He does. He, uh, I mean, from my research. (laughs) (laughs) From my stalking. Um, He does live in in the vicinity. Has he, what has he done recently? I think he's done like some commercials and um, some other stuff. He's busy, definitely. Yeah, definitely doing work. So hopefully, like maybe he has some answers to these questions of why Skipper is. That'd be so great. Has done the way. Have you talked to anyone from the show or reached out to anyone who's been on the show? No, not yet. Who was that comedian who used to write for it? He used to. He also wrote the. Uh, he's just not that into you. Oh, you know oh what I'm talking about? yes, I know you're talking about. I can't think of his name right now because I've been drinking alcohol. Yeah, but Cosmos. Yeah. I bet that dude would come on your podcast. Really? I think so. I love that book. Yeah, I love that book so much. After I read that book, it like seriously helped me, and I know this oh, sounds no, that's stupid. Good, oh, but it's like it was just so simple, and I was like, duh. I think when you're in it and like you're, you can, it's so easy for you you to make excuses for certain behavior because you feel something, you know, like you don't want your feelings to be devalued based off of someone else's behavior, right? So like I was like dating a guy who honestly, like the whole thing was more like, I should have looked at it more like a casual dating situation, but I was like, just got in it way too quickly. And like he would sort of like blow off plans last minute, like his, his, Feelings about me were very vague mm-hmm. and things like that. And like looking back, it's like, well, if I was not, if my feelings weren't involved, I would have been able to see that this was like someone who was just not that into me. Right. Uh, it's like that simple. Yeah. But when you're in it, you're like, no, no, no. He just like, he works all the time and like he's really busy and like, excuses. it's fine. Yeah. 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 Um, but no. You just want the not. best. Because yeah. even, even the times when you're like, even when you've like in your head been like, okay, so this obviously isn't going to happen. This dude's totally whatever. I'm going to move on. You're still just like, 
But like if he calls, yeah, oh totally. Or like if, my, if she calls, like if she, but if she like if she if she knocked on my door tomorrow, I'd be I'd have to be like I'd give it to her. But maybe yeah, it's it's always it goes both ways too. Or at least yeah. in my case, to be like you want to be like just hope for the best. The point is, we've all been skipper. We are skipper. Yes, we've we all are, been we skipper. Are. Well, what's honestly what is worse, what Skipper did, or Michael, what's his face at the end of that scene, going, hey. Will you at least lick my balls? <laughs> <laughs> Which I would argue infinitely worse than a blowjob. But I appreciate his optimism. Like, well, it's just like, it's, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. His I, entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, it's just like one of those things where if she's not going down there for the, for the D, she's not going down there for the B. No. That's funny. But I also always said balls. He said he balls. Said balls. Yeah. Hey, what, you want to lick my balls? Like he wasn't even that attractive. Yeah, then no, I completely was, agree. I thought weird. he was cr- he was weird looking. Uh, yeah, I was sorry, like, actor why? who played that guy. <laughs> no, I'm sure he's. I'm sure like the, the it was the way he was styled. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure in the, real the, life he was. Most of the like preppy guys that they match Charlotte with are just not my type, anyways. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What about Trey though? Trey. <laughs> uh, that's what's his name, right? Kyle. Kyle McLaughlin. Oh yeah, McLaughlin. Um, Chandler. I enjoy. Oh, <laughs> no, that's uh, that's Brett and Adler. Yeah, uh, I enjoy him, but no, that's not my type at all. The sort about, of like strong what about jaw. Evan like, Handler. Yeah, <laughs> Evan Handler. Mm-hmm. Which one's he? I believe that's her husband. Like oh, her the bald guy. <laughs> yeah. You see, like the that guy guy's in California. Great. <laughs> uh, yep, that's your type. Yeah. <laughs> Sex in the City was really good about finding boyfriends. It's some pretty yeah. like Ron, like Ron Livingston. Ron great. Livingston. Burger's the best guy, even though he's the Burger's worst guy. I, I love Burgers so much. Like, oh, mm-hmm. but he's just—he's the worst, but he's the post-it. best. Yeah, it's yeah. the best. <laughs> oh. But anyway, uh, but yeah, balls, balls, balls. <laughs> balls. Um, and then there, so and then there's the party, the party mm-hmm. that that um, big Carrie goes or to. the part Lu- at yeah. Luna. Is that what it's called, Luna? It's Luna's like the, the release party for mm-hmm. the book for Justin Thoreau's book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the like popular under thirty. Oh, thing. that's what it was, right? Thirty under yeah, thirty. Thirty under thirty. Mm-hmm. Yes, even though she's like coolest could, people in New York under the age of thirty. If something weird like that. Yeah, if you if you're writing a TV show and you need an excuse for a party. But here's the thing: Justin Thoreau's character, um, his his name was Jared. Let's Jared. just call him Jared. Yes. Um, so Jared was like. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm fucking in love with you. Mm-hmm. Like everything you're saying, I'm fucking in love with you. And she's like, and he, oh yeah, he's like, uh, will you go home with me? And she's like, hold on, let me make a phone call. And yeah, then proceeds to cuck so big <laughs> or attempt to cuck old big. Yeah. I'm gonna go home with a guy. How does that make you feel? And, and, the, and Jared's <laughs> right there. And then he slugs up behind her, exactly. It's like an early aggressive cuckold move. So the move by Carrie is one of two things, right? It's uh, it's she's satiring Big's behavior, mm-hmm. right, and flipping it on him, right? right, to be like, look, this is how I feel. So that how do you feel, you know? Mm-hmm. Or she's being a baby and throwing a tantrum oh, to make him come out to see her. Yeah, and I, it's probably kind I of think both. It's both. Yeah. Well, I think that's the point. I think that like without exactly knowing what she's doing. I think it's the fact that she's doing it. She's like, it's the, the, the line out to him to say, like, this is what I am. Like, you have to, if you don't come out to do something, whatever, whatever it will be. And the fact that he does show up is what she was hoping for. 
because um, right. it's a crazy move, certainly yeah. to be like, because like if you, as like if my most pathetic or whatever, if a girl was like, "Can I answer you in a second? And then walked away, I'd be like, "Well, that's not yeah." Good. <laughs> you would over. just leave because <laughs> even if she came back, it was like, "Yes," <laughs> like what were you doing before <laughs> what, you? What, what just what, Yeah, why couldn't you figure that out with me in the area? Yeah, but I think that like when Big Show finds her in the park, like I think that's a that's a super funny moment where yeah. it's like you you. You know, she's doing her monologue and you don't think Big has shown up, but it like he has been waiting there as long as she has. He's just side. on the other side of the building. Well, and that's like it's like they're they're shared crazy. Like it's yeah. the fact that like at the, like of all the dumb things they both been standing there. And yeah, it was pre cell phone, but it's you know, you can walk around. Like like it's sure. you think it's the shared crazy of him being like, Well, okay, as dumb as what you did, maybe what I did was also super <laughs> dumb by thinking that was the front. Like because what is it like you make a good point yeah. <laughs> or something about that being the front. But yeah. I also think it was pretty ballsy of her to leave that party that she went there mm-hmm. with him and then left. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily know that I would have done that. Like, like she was like, you know what? I'm leaving. And I think she it, left. it's empowering, you know? Yeah. It's her, like, kind of, you know, checking her self-worth and, like, being in this moment of, like, she's already feeling insecure about the relationship and then, like, you've now been thought of of two different women that Big's potentially dating. Like, gosh. Three? Well, three, three, yes. But like at she walks in the party and there's two different instances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, total, totally. yeah. yeah. So yeah, by yeah. the end of the day, you're now you're like it's your total is you know he's dating three other women yeah, other yeah. than you. And it's like, I mean, you just kind of feel embarrassed, you know? You cause like it's like everyone had knows the secret except for you. Yeah. Though she kinda knew it. Sure, but was not she was trying to be okay with it, but clearly was not. Yeah. Well, she wasn't because of her feelings, right? Yeah. I mean, like she she had super strong feelings for him. Yeah. And I was hoping it was reciprocated. Well, yeah. I think that's the thing about Big too is that she doesn't want to be embarrassed around Big, which is why I think like is is the is the church episode after this or it's after this, right? With his mother where they actually drop the Bible. The church episode is the last episode. There you, I feel like just I feel of like to a certain degree Carrie's always trying not to look embarrassed and maybe it's for the sake of just television or whatever, but I feel like there's like because at a certain at any point she could be like this makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> like I yeah. want to be monotonous. Like the whole point of the episode is obviously how do you have the conversation? But if you care enough about the person, you say are we exclusive or not? Right. I think, and so I think for. For her to go to that length is one thing, but I think it's also like she doesn't want to seem embarrassed, so she's just going right. out of her way. To well, know. I think that comes into play um, in a couple of episodes this season where she talks to Miranda. She's like, or maybe it's not even this season. It might be next season mm-hmm. where she's just like, you know, I always feel like when I'm around big, I'm trying to be like, like a different Carrie. Mm-hmm. Like she's not yeah. really just being herself. She's just trying to be like, cool, Carrie, mm-hmm. you know, put together, Carrie. And I think that she's always like that around Big. Well, I think yeah. they're, they're, they're one and the same. Like, her put together, Carrie, for the sake of the TV show, is what leads to her going to the party and leaving the party and calling him at three. And I think that's the whole point, is that that's big speed. Like, big is going to be up, so he will take a trade, and he'll stand outside the front to be frustrated, rather than call her or track her to be frustrated. Like, that's his kind of crazy, because he's probably just planning whatever argument they have, like she would be, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, they're great. <laughs> he, like, Big's the worst, but he's the better one for her, because yeah. she's pretty fucked up, too. Like, she's... 
And I think that scene at the end, like, it, it, you know, it's good writing. Like, they tie it together with this other metaphor that Carrie makes. Is like, I just want you to stand still with me. Yeah. Right? It's like this weird metaphor for dating where it's like dating's so exhausting and you feel like you're constantly running and you're just looking for someone that you don't have to move with. And you can just be right. still be with. Be together. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about. So it's funny that you guys have been talking about big uh, that whole episode because one of the segments we do is. Good, big, bad, big. Ooh, <laughs> I love it. So, I mean, this episode, did we have a good, big, or a bad, big? By the end of it? Yeah, I mean, or yeah. Or any moment? I think, I think we had a good, big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it's, t- with, you know, I think that, like, yes, we can talk about relationships and how, like, sometimes it, it's just kind of known that you're monogamous, right? But I think it's totally fair that if you are a non-monogamous person and you're dating someone and you've never had that conversation, that, like, it's okay for them to not be monogamous. Like, I don't think he was cheating on her at all. I think that, like... No, I don't think she thought that either. Yeah. She just saw a situation that wasn't... her. They were seeing the situation differently, which I can understand is hurtful when you are not on the same page, but I think that in the end, he came through for her. Yeah. So I think good big. What do you think, Jimmy? Yeah, I think besides calling her baby, calling a grown (laughs) adult woman baby, which should not be a thing. I I I I think, not to go into it again, but I think the ending is proof positive that at least in service of the story, it's a good big because it's the first major step forward to, to them, like, Becoming big and carry like him being like, well, okay, this is the crazy I'm fine with, and uh, I will stop because like the only reason he did call her baby was because I don't think he knew what she wanted, and not to say she needed to be the voice of reason, right. but it, the, they needed to have that talk because I think he was more than willing to say sure, because <laughs> um, yeah. li- the lifestyle big lives, he probably just is like. I'm dating this. Oh, yeah, I'm not. Them, it's a dinner thing. Like, I don't know. Like she might be pre- like who knows? Maybe yeah. I will love her more than I love you. Yeah, for and the I, time being. I feel like also at this time they had only been really dating for like two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah. like it hadn't been very long. Well, Relationships like, on that show move very quickly for the yeah. point of storytelling. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we also have um, mm. who wore what and why. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, so we kind of talked about it earlier, like um, some fashion that I noticed was Miranda's menswear. Mm-hmm. Yes, her suit and tie, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> why? Why? Oh, I mean, I think, well, I think the first, the first, I, I don't know, part of me in the first season is like, they're like, are we going to make her a lesbian in the show? <laughs> <laughs> like, she has short she, hair. She Does that mean she likes women? And so, like, because there's there's the softball episode and the elevator scene, and they, and I think they do a good not good job convincing and saying she's not. But do you I really think, think that's? Do you really think they were wondering if like the writers were going to make her a lesbian? Probably not, but it's because uh, like his actor about. is. Yeah, right. exactly. Knowing she is, but knowing that, like, I think they just want, or at the very least, maybe in their intellectual minds, they're like, maybe they won't buy her as a just very progressive, straight woman. So we'll always have that in the back pocket. <laughs> that, Interesting. Or uh, uh, Nick, what's her name? Carrie, what's the actress's name? Miranda's Cynthia actress. Nixon. Cynthia yeah. Nixon. Maybe she was just like, I'd like to wear these things. Because I am gay yeah, in real maybe, life. Maybe, maybe. Like, it looks straight. Like, argue that it's not straight. It's the 90s. Women were whatever. Yeah. I think it was definitely a, a choice, like a creative choice to make her physically look, you know, you know, she's feminine, but wearing masculine clothing, have, has a masculine haircut, and is 
you know, in a very male-dominated job and mm-hmm. and world and stuff, but is still a sexual female. And I think that was, was like that was like the way that the audience was gonna like accept that character. I don't think we would do that now. It feels like a very dated thing. Right. So, is there any other fashion things that you guys notice throughout the show? Well, this what episode? I always notice watching Sex in the City in general is like when they go out, they look like they're going to the prom. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't own clothing that looks like they do on their like casual. It's so shiny. Going out. It's mm-hmm. so shiny. It's like heels, like fancy dresses. I'm like, I don't own. I mean, like, I wouldn't. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> like, am I gonna go to Dillard's and get a dress like that? Like, that's not <laughs> Dillard's. <laughs> I love that you said Dillard's. <laughs> I was like. I'm, is I'm, Dillard's even around anymore? <laughs> I don't. I think they Dillard's. are. Dillard's. Come on, there's got to be a Dillard's. <laughs> we'll look it up later. Like but not Macy's, might. but like yeah. Dillard's. Yeah, like I'm going to Dillard's. Open. I'm getting a prom dress. I'm wearing it to a thirty under thirty party. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from uh, North Carolina, so I get the Dillard's. Okay, I, I, get I, it. I did love it. Didn't Justin throw pretty much exclusively wear sunglasses for the last time? Oh my god, he wore like the worst kinds of sunglasses. Like like fake Oakley, yeah. dark black sunglasses in at night inside. Yes. That was pretty. But funny he's under fashion. thirty, and he's cool, man. Well, that was what I mean. It was like, yeah, like Blade had just come out. Yeah, <laughs> like vampires Blade. were cool. Blade. Everything had a weird vampire undertone. Yeah. in the nineties, late nineties. Um, <laughs> trying to think of other things. Those were the one, those were all the things that really stood out to me. Everything else felt. I mean, well, it's funny. It's funny. Like Stanford was wearing like what straight guys wear now. <laughs> what they, yeah. It's funny. They, yeah. Like queer for the straight guy. It's funny. I like looking at things. At least uh, gay men back then and straight men now are very synonymous in the metrosexual world. The dress that Carrie wears at the end, the really shiny, like light blue type of dress. Yeah, it's kind of backless. Yeah, it reminds me of like like a bridesmaid's dress or something yes. that I would have worn in <laughs> the nineties. Yeah, like that's what always blows my mind with those shows, or especially this show, is like they dress. Like they're going to like a very formal event just to go out to a club yeah. or a restaurant or a it's bar. New York City. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, none of my, I would never dress like that. My friends would never dress like that. But, uh, you know, maybe we're not living our best lives. Is, no, we that's, are. That's true. Really? Too, too lazy. Like, I wear jeans. Like, if I was going to that 30 under 30 party, I would have worn jeans. You don't even jeans. own a dress. <laughs> I own one dress and I just bought it. Ugh. It's a new dress. Oh, what does it look like? It's, um, it's kind of, it's velvety and it's long sleeves <gasps> and then it has, um, not stitched, but like Spiders. yeah, kind of stitched on like flowers and stuff all over oh. it. It's actually really pretty, but I haven't had it. I don't have. I don't go anywhere where I can wear dresses. That's the other thing. Like I don't go. I, like if I was gonna go out and eat like Thai food, I'd feel like overdressed and like a. We velvety. should have. I should have a like a Cosmos in the City launch party. Ooh, Ooh I would definitely. I would. I promise you, I'll wear, wear that, that dress. dress. Yeah. I'd wear a suit for that. I'm gonna wear Converse with it, but I'll definitely no, wear that dress. No, you can't wear Converse <laughs> with it. Oh, you that's have a, my shoes. Crap! What's that actress's name that always wears like Converse with her Oscar gowns? <laughs> Oh, I like saw Kristen Esther. Stewart. Kristen Stewart, yeah, like that is it. Because she, they're comfortable. Because they're comfortable. Because like my feet you know are what? weird. You don't get to make fun of women on the shoes they wear until you've worn like that giant is true. Ass heels. I've definitely wore Converse, so I can make fun of people that wear Converse. No, no, but, no, no, no. but like <laughs> someone wanting Converse. to wear com- comfortable shoes because wearing the fancy shoes is the most uncomfortable thing. Have you worn heels? I was in musical theater in high school. That doesn't mean anything. That's- so no. <laughs> all right. No, I. Um, no, in all fairness, I have not worn heels. So, but you're, I guess. 
Well, cool. Be, be more like Kristen Stewart then. That's the moral <laughs> of that you. story. Thank you. All right. So now we have hottie of the week. So here are our choices. Oh, boy. Um, we have Big, mm-hmm. Michael Conway, oh boy. <laughs> who's a blowjob guy, Jared, the under 30 writer, uh-huh. the realtor guy, which we never oh, really talked yeah. about. We don't get a story But he, he has like an English accent and he's pretty attractive. To be fair, like of all the Samantha storylines, <laughs> this one was kind of meh. Yeah. You know, like she has some amazing storylines. Like she's yeah. one of my, like she might be my favorite character on that show because she's so herself. Like totally. it, no, she is 100% living her true self, her mm-hmm. true life. And then, yeah, this storyline was like, she was looking for an apartment and was like boning the dude who was showing her. I was like, that was fine. Yeah. But he was nice because like when the girl realtor, the lady realtor like came in on them because she was also working with other Yes. Right. Well, she Science. showed the apartment to other people before that she was going to show exactly. the apartment to Samantha. So she wasn't was being very thing. monogamous either. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but he covered her boobs yes. while Hambra, he appreciated yeah. her modesty. That was nice of him. Yes. And then the last hottie we have a skipper. <laughs> so who's hottie of the week, guys? Who's your hottie of the week? What do you think? You have to answer first. <laughs> um. Man, all of the like, like episode guys, like the guys that only pop in for the episode, were like, kind of like, like uh, Justin Theroux. What's his his name? Jared. Jared. Jared was kind of douchey. Yeah. Kind of full of himself. You know, honestly, like any other episode that Skipper's in, I might say Skipper, but this episode was like he kind of. He's kind of a jerk. He's kind of a jerk. But he's so funny. Like it's like honestly like understanding how emotionally tormenting it could be (laughs) to have someone look at you as they're inside of you and say, we're done. Like, that's pretty funny. (laughs) That's pretty fucking funny. Because, like, he's just so in love with Miranda or the idea of Miranda that he would just throw away such a sure, wonderful thing just for Miranda. So I think I vote Skipper. Skipper? I guess I'll go big this episode. Or Todd Berry. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I changed my answer. The I picked, the, I I picked do, the golden retriever. I retreat. do not know, but I appreciate <laughs> hey, it very Barry. much. Hey, Yes, if you listen episode. to this. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I'll go big. He, he, he came through for me in the end. And I do love big. Yeah. yeah. I, I have to say big on this one, too. And, you know, it's big. It's big. Mr. Big. Oh. Oh. Sometimes we do a pun of the week. Uh-oh. But there weren't... Like a pun that was in the episode yeah, or come pun, up with a pun? No, well, the, like a pun in the episode that Carrie says or any of them say. Well, the blowjobs at the beginning, I feel like that was all puns. Yeah, yeah those were all puns. I didn't write any of them down, though. Oh, something that Carrie says, she says to Charlotte, she can juggle, she can spin plates, but she won't give head. She won't give head. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Oh that is great. Well, I think, yeah, I think that's the joke, too, is that, like, Charlotte is, like, amazing, I think, in most terms. I don't know. Yeah. I had the biggest crush on her, so it's, like, one of those things where you'd be, like, it is a bummer if you get a girl like Charlotte that doesn't want to give you head, because it's just like, eh, that's a shame. But, you know. She she won't won't give head to that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's she like, didn't want to do it to had, that guy. If he had made her feel more, like, if we were talking about a real situation where that's happening and not just in a TV show, like, there's a way. <laughs> well, she, she says There's she, a way to go about it. Yeah, That's well, what she, I mean. She makes the point saying, like, would you really want me to do something that I hate? Which is a total like, decent answer because it's like, if you really want it 
don't go about it the worst way by just literally forcing her yeah. to do it. Like it's sort of, yeah, like if you if you care enough, you bet you could figure it out. But once again, it's the figuring out that kind of crazy. Yeah. You never want to feel forced to do something. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, that's weird. That's yeah, weird it just think. wasn't meant to be with them. Yeah, like because eventually she does do stuff like that. She goes crazy. Yeah, and last but least, last segment is you're such a. Oh, Knew no. it. Knew it. <laughs> oh, no. Let's start with Jimmy. So, Jimmy, you're such a... And are we doing the core four women? Four core women this episode. Oh, uh, this episode specifically. Yeah. Oh, oh man. You know, I would say Charlotte because I am very particular in some of my <laughs> dumb things. Like, it might seem dumb, but there's just something... Like, I get it. Like, because like you said, like, yes, it's head for him or it's head but like sometimes you just go click so I get the specificity of being like you know like "Mm, no 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 like everything could make so much more sense and it's almost just maybe even the subconscious thing in your head saying this is no not this guy (laughs) yeah yeah totally what about you, Marissa? Uh, I think for this particular episode, I wouldn't say overall, but for this particular episode, I think I definitely am more of a carry. Like, I've definitely been in that situation where I've, like, misread relationship situations, and it's, like, pushed me a little crazy, and, like, you know, um, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I definitely think that, like, I've definitely empathized with her this Marissa's episode. Marissa's called a lot of dudes <laughs> at 3 in the morning. Yeah, a lot of ultimatums. Downtown. No. A lot of <laughs> ultimatums from Marissa. It's it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I should have acted out because of how a guy was treating me. Totally. I, I agree with you. Like I I think I'm a carry this episode. Though at the same time, like I've been a Miranda before. <laughs> like sure. I've totally been like a Miranda, like, he's dating who? Yeah. Like, what? And then I've like texted and been like, hey, how's it? Going. It was so good to see yeah, you. Yeah, like it was so fun watching We should you. hang out sometime. Like, um, yeah, totally. But that never works in no. your favor. No. <laughs> but I think overall, yeah, I'm going to carry this episode. Totally. Okay, guys. Uh, well, was this fun? <laughs> this was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Do you want us back every episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would rewatch the show now. So yeah. anytime. Awesome. Well, we got know. a lot of more episodes to go. So Yeah, I would lo- yeah if, you, if you'll have us back, I'm sure we'd be happy to come back. <laughs> well, till next time. Till next right. time. Thank you for having us. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. All right, bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the episode. That was crazy. Uh, that was the first time we'd ever had two guests on the podcast. Didn't know how that was going to go, but I think it was awesome. I'm pretty sure Jimmy was hammered and Marissa was amazing as always. Um, So thanks so much for listening. I also want to thank John Fredette um, for the music. Check him out at johnfredette.com. And our guests, Jimmy Ambrose and Marissa Gallen, uh, they had a brouhaha once a month over in Silver Lake. Check it out. Uh, Terrence Deutsch, our producer, and everyone over at Boardwalk Audio. Again, please check us out on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. If you have any thoughts, any opinions, any ideas, etc., please email us at cosmosandthecity at gmail.com. We would love to hear from all of you. I don't care what you want to say to us. Just like, come on, tell us what your thoughts are. Um, we may even read them out loud on the podcast. Who knows? Uh, so thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.
Cheers. Cheers.